0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? Oh, Well, I'm happy because it's Wednesday, which means that I am going off to the library um, and I will be reading stories there, which is, yes, I love doing that. But first of all i would like to say that i am celebrating because um we have between us all between everybody that has listened to the stories out there in magical children's storyland <laughs> we have had Over a quarter of a million listens to the stories. How amazing is that? A quarter of a million. Oh, I cannot believe it. So thank you very, very, very much. If you've only ever listened to one, because you are part of that quarter of a million. So thank you, thank you very much. Um, so I'm celebrating that because it's oh, it's something that I didn't even think was possible when I first started this. So, yeah, there we go. Thank you to everybody that's listened. And thank you to everyone who's made a donation to books um, so that I can buy more books recently because that's, you know helps keep me going um and um yeah so there you go that is the most amazing news ever um how about a fun fact what do you think shall we have a fun fact so have you ever tasted chocolate m&ms you know the chocolate covered peanuts with the um all different colours in the packet and then there's like a little m&m on them have you tasted those they are lovely I love them you can have ones that have got chocolate inside or ones that have got peanut inside but I love the peanut ones but some people are allergic to peanuts and cannot eat them Now, the man who invented them, he was called Forrest Mars, and he was the founder. He invented um, uh, or founded uh, Mars chocolate, and they're the ones that make the M&M's. So, he invented the M&M's chocolate, but he couldn't eat his own invention because he was allergic to peanuts. Fancy making, inventing something. (gasps) And not being able to taste it. That's awful. How did he know that it was going to taste good enough to sell? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> but fancy not being able to taste um, your own invention. If you're going to make something and invent something, you might as well make something that you're going to be able to eat yourself. Don't you think? <laughs> anyway... um. How did you all get on with the uh experiment from yesterday about making your own lava lamp? Have you tried it yet? I really really want to know how many of you try it and not only how many of you try it but um how you know what what color you used and um all sorts of things. Uh so let me know as soon as you've tried it. Um, it's a very very good thing to try um as I say, my children loved doing it, so which is why I thought I would share it with you because it was such a um, such a fun thing to do anyway um my son, my little boy, is seven and he has he loves jokes and riddles and Things like that. He's always telling jokes. But um, he's always telling riddles as well. And he asked me if I could um, tell you all a riddle and see if you... Well, I would give you the answer. I wouldn't see if you knew it. But then he said, and ask all the children that are listening... If they can send us some riddles so that um to see if they can uh tell me a riddle that I don't know. Well, I can't not do that, can I? Because I now want to know whether anybody out there knows a riddle that me and him don't know. So... Um, And can't guess. So I'm going to tell you a riddle today, which is one of his. And it is what has a face but cannot smile and hands but cannot hold anything. Hmm. What do you think? (sighs) Trying to think. Anybody? Anybody? (laughs) Can you guess what it is? A face that cannot smile and hands that cannot hold anything. Shall I tell you? Shall I? Or shall I leave you guessing? Oh, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you the answer tomorrow. Just thought I'm going to tell you the answer tomorrow. So you try and guess it for me. And if you can guess it, let me know. Send me a message and tell me what it is. And I will tell you whether or not it is right. Hmm. And if you can't guess it, then you'll find out tomorrow what the answer is. Okay? So there you go. Anyway, I don't know which story to read today. Um, I have in front of me um, a few different ones. Hmm, so I thought I might try the new Amelia Jane one. So let's have a look. Um, We have got, let's see, uh, book three of amelia jane and it's called amelia jane gets into trouble so chapter one is called amelia jane and the telephone Mm. so here goes there was a new toy in the nursery it was a little telephone It stood on the nursery bookshelf, looking exactly like a real one, but much smaller. The toys didn't dare to touch it. They were afraid of the real telephone, and they were a bit afraid of the toy one too. Outside in the passage, they often heard the bell of the real telephone ringing loudly, and it made them jump. Then someone would come along. Take the receiver off the telephone and speak into it. Hello, they would say. Hello, and then they would speak to somebody far, far away. And it all seemed very, very like magic. Amelia Jane, the big naughty doll, had been away for a few days. When she came back, the first thing she saw was the toy telephone. Ah! Ha! Oh, she said and went over to it. A telephone! Good! We need one in the nursery. Don't touch it, Amelia Jane. A telephone is very magic, cried Tom, the toy soldier. Voices come into it, you know. People who are far, far away can speak to you. Be careful in case somebody's voice is in that toy telephone now. Oh, pooh! said Amelia-Jane. I'm just going to do a bit of ordering like Mother does sometimes on the real telephone, out in the passage. (gasps) And to the toy's horror, she picked up the little receiver, put one end to her ear and spoke into the other end. (gasps) Is that the butcher? Send four sausages to the nursery, please. Is that the baker? Oh, send four buns to the nursery, please is that the watchmaker send one nice new watch to the nursery please and oh please put the letters a j on the back a j for amelia jane thank you she put back the receiver and smiled round at the astonished toys there you are i've done a nice little bit of ordering we'll enjoy the sausages and the buns and we can divide them up between us and I always wanted a watch. Well, of course. Amelia Jane knew quite well that she hadn't been speaking to the butcher, the baker and the watchmaker. She was just making the toys think she was very daring and grand. But the toys were really very worried. They climbed up to the window sill to watch for the goods to arrive. ''The thing is, how are we to pay for them?'' said the teddy bear. ''I haven't got any money.'' ''Well, I've got a penny that I found under the carpet,'' said the clockwork mouse. ''Shall we be put into prison if we order things we can't pay for?'' asked the clockwork clown. Nobody knew, but they thought it was very likely. Tom the toy soldier went to Amelia Jane. "'Please, Amelia Jane, ring up the butcher, the baker and the watchmaker "'and tell them not to send the things after all,' he said. "'What will you give me if I do?' asked Amelia Jane at once. "'Oh, dear, I'll give you my best hanky,' said Tom, "'and the mouse will give you his penny. "'Have you got anything to give, Teddy?' "'Just a good telling-off,' said the teddy rather fiercely. "'I'll give that with pleasure.' ''Well, give me the hanky and the money and I'll ring up the butcher, the baker and the watchmaker,'' said Amelia Jane. So they gave them to her and she went to the telephone. ''I haven't given you my telling off,'' said the bear. But Amelia took no notice. She spoke into the telephone. ''Is that the butcher?'' ''Oh, we don't want the sausages after all.'' ''Is that the baker?'' ''We don't want the buns.'' Is that the watchmaker? I've changed my mind about the watch. Yes, yes, that's right. What's that? You want to send a message to the teddy bear? Oh, yes, of course I'll give it to him. The toys were listening with all their ears. Right, said Amelia into the telephone. I'm to tell the bear he's a nasty little creature who can't even growl like a bear. Yes, certainly I'll tell him. "'Don't you dare to tell me!' said the bear fiercely. "'All right, Teddy, I won't tell you that you're a nasty little creature "'who can't even growl like a bear,' said Amelia Jane, annoyingly. "'But you have told him,' said Tom. "'No, I just told him what I wouldn't tell him,' said Amelia Jane. "'She climbed up onto a shelf where nobody could reach her, not even the bear.' She thought about the toy telephone. It would be very, very useful. She could see that. She would be able to make up all kinds of rude messages to pass on to the toys. She began to make a little plan. Oh, yes. She would invent somebody at the other end. Somebody who would keep ringing up. And she would pretend to answer the telephone and then give the horrid messages to all the toys. That would keep them in order all right. She slipped down and went to the small toy bicycle that stood at one end of the nursery. It had a tiny little bell. She unscrewed it and put it into her pocket. She could ring it whenever she wanted to. And she would pretend it was the telephone ringing. That would make the toys jump. The toys made up a song about Amelia Jane. Amelia Jane is naughty again, let's go and leave her out in the rain. Nobody loves her, nobody cares if she gets eaten by lions or bears. She wants a scolding, it's perfectly plain, Amelia Jane, you are naughty again. Amelia listened to this song and felt very angry indeed, how dare they sing that? Why, even the clockwork mouse was singing and waving his tail about in time to the tune. Amelia walked over to the telephone and sat down by it. She put her hand into her pocket and rang the little bell. It sounded just like the telephone bell suddenly ringing. <gasps> the toys stopped singing in great surprise. The telephone rang, they said to one another. Would you believe it? The telephone rang. "'Answer it, Amelia. See who wants to speak to us.' Amelia picked up the receiver and put one end to her ear. "'Dear me, is that really Mr Mumbo Jumbo?' she said, sounding astonished. "'This is Amelia Jane. What do you want, dear Mr Mumbo Jumbo?' The toys listened to this in amazement. Amelia Jane went on speaking. "'Yes, yes, I'll tell the bear.' You're coming for him this evening and you'll pull his nose for him till it's as long as an elephant's trunk. Yes, Mr Mumbo Jumbo. Oh, I agree. Yes, he is a bad bear. He deserves it. I'm sorry he was once so rude to you. Goodbye. She put down the receiver. The bear was trembling like a jelly. He was so scared. I... I was never rude to a Mr Mumbo Jumbo, he wailed. I don't even know him. I never met him. I won't have my nose pulled. I won't, I won't. I won't let you, said Tom comfortingly. I'll fight him. So will I, said the clockwork mouse bravely, I'll nibble a hole in his leg. The telephone rang. Bell rang again, though of course it was only Amelia Jane putting her hand into her pocket and ringing the little bicycle bell. She picked up the receiver again and spoke into it. Hello? Who's that? Oh, Mr Mumbo Jumbo again. What do you want this time, dear Mr Mumbo Jumbo? Yes, the Clockwork Mouse lives here. Oh, and the Toy Soldier too. Um, No, they're not very nice toys. "'What am I to tell them? "'That you're coming tonight to catch the toy soldier "'and peg him to your clothesline. "'Oh, and you're going to peg the clockwork mouse up by his tail. "'Okay, right, I'll tell them. Goodbye.' "'Oh!' squealed the clockwork mouse in a fright. "'He's not to come. I never did him any harm.' "'Nor did I,' said Tom, turning pale. "'Who's this awful fellow?' He's not to come. I've never been pegged up on a clothesline in my life and nobody's going to do that to me. The telephone rang again and Amelia Jane once more spoke into the telephone. Oh it's you Mr Mumbo Jumbo again. Hello. What's that? You'll scold any toy who is rude to me why thank you very much indeed i'll tell you tonight who you can scold very severely she made a face at the listening toys and went over to her cot she climbed in i'm going to have a good sleep she said and anyone who disturbs me will be reported to mr mumbo jumbo she shut her eyes and was soon fast asleep she turned in her sleep and out of her pocket fell the little bicycle bell. The clockwork clown pounced on it. Look at that, she rang. This when she wanted us to think it was the telephone ringing. It was all a pretense on her part, the wicked doll. There wasn't any Mr Mumbo Jumbo speaking to her over the telephone. Let's wake her, said Tom fiercely. No, said the clown, speaking in a whisper. "'I've got a better idea. "'I know where there's a long piece of rubber tubing. "'I'll get it and fix it to the earpiece of the telephone, "'and then whoever speaks at the other end of the rubber tube "'can be heard in the telephone.' "'Really heard, not just pretending.' "'Well, what's the use of that?' asked the bear. "'Wait and see.' said the clown. Now tonight, one of us will ring this little bell as if the telephone was ringing again and Amelia can go and answer it and Tom shall speak through the tube. Oh, yes, said everyone. That's a fine idea. And he shall say in a very dreadful voice, this is Mr Mumbo Jumbo speaking. "'Is that Amelia Jane? I've heard what a bad doll you are, "'and I'm coming to get you, Amelia. "'I'm walking up the passage now. I'm banging at the door. Let me in.' "'But what's the good of that?' said the bear. "'He won't come walking up and banging at the door.' "'Oh, yes, he will,' grinned the clown, "'because I shall be outside, listening.' And I'll come stamping up the passage. And I'll bang hard at the door. See? (gasps) Amelia will think it's really Mr Mumbo Jumbo out there. And she'll be scared out of her life, said the bear, chuckling. (gasps) What a fine idea. Where's the rubber tube, clown? Well, before Amelia woke up, the rubber tubing was fixed to the telephone and run secretly into the toy cupboard where Tom was hiding all waited until Amelia woke and stepped out of the cot. At the same moment, the bear who was by the telephone rang the little bell that had fallen from Amelia's pocket. Ring, ring. Amelia jumped and looked surprised, but she walked over to the telephone and took off the receiver, meaning to make up some more messages from Mumbo Jumbo. Well, but to her astonishment and horror, a deep, hollow voice came to her ear. Is that Amelia Jane? This is Mr Mumbo Jumbo speaking. I've heard what a bad doll you are, and I'm coming to get you, Amelia. I'm walking up the passage now. I'm banging at the door. Let me in. Well, Amelia listened in fright. There really was someone speaking through the telephone this time. Somebody who said he was Mr. Mumbo Jumbo. Then She heard the footsteps stamping up the passage outside, where the clown had hidden himself. She heard the loud banging at the door, and the shouts of, Let me in! No, no, don't let him in, she wailed. And she ran to the toy cupboard. Don't open the door, toys, I'll be good. I'll never be bad again. I'll give you back your hanky tom and your money mouse. Please don't let Mr Mumbo Jumbo in. Bang! bang bang let me in i say amelia piled bricks all over herself in the cupboard trying to hide and tom went to the door of the nursery and spoke sternly through it go away mr mumbo jumbo we will let you know if amelia jane is naughty again and you can come and get her then and to Amelia's great relief, she heard footsteps stamping away from the door and the banging stopped. ''Well, we've saved you from your friend, Mr Mumbo Jumbo,'' said Tom, looking into the cupboard. ''Are you going to behave yourself now or not?'' ''Oh, yes, yes,'' sobbed Amelia Jane. ''Oh, that awful toy telephone, I'll never use it again.'' She didn't, of course. And, strange to say, neither did Mr Mumbo Jumbo. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, that was naughty of her, wasn't it? Dear me, fancy scaring all the toys like that. She really did deserve to be scared back. (laughs) I don't know. So, I hope you enjoyed that The first chapter of book three of the new Amelia Jane book. Um, So who knows what we can have tomorrow? Because now, um, thanks to uh, Caroline and Isabella's donations, we have plenty of books. So we can keep coming up with um, new ones for a little while. That's so exciting. And um, as I say, thank you to both of those lovely, lovely people. Um And um, I am going to go and get sorted, going to go and get ready for the library. Don't forget to try and work out the riddle and I'll tell you the answer tomorrow. So, the riddle is what has a face but cannot smile and what has hands but cannot hold anything? Well, think hard and send me a message if you know the answer. <laughs> all right. I will see you all again tomorrow. Um, So make sure until then you stay safe and take care. I did that the other way around. Wrong way round, didn't I? Take care and stay safe. There you go. (laughs) The right way round. Okay. I'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.